Hello and welcome to the Property Roundup here on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. The show where we chat to industry experts to get a view and activity on the ground and to learn about new trends emerging. Today, we have some big news to share as DAF.ie uh, joins the iProperty Radio team um, on a regular basis and we're very excited about this. Uh, regular listeners will, of course, know how often we rely on DAF's data and report insights to help us make sense of the property market, to understand the trends that are happening um, in the urban and regional areas. So it's my very great pleasure to announce DAF as the new sponsor for your weekly property roundup. Um, I think it's important from our point of view uh, to point out that this move is more than just a campaign. It really is in alignment of our two brands and an agreement to collaborate and drive positive change across Ireland's property industry. And it's something at iProperty Radio that we feel very passionately about. Um, and here to tell us more about some of the technology innovation we can expect from the DAF team over the next year is Client Partnership Director Emmett Crichton. Emmett, you're very welcome. And I'm delighted to be joined that you're able to join us today. Client Partnership Director with Daft.ie, what does that mean? What does that entail? Thanks, Carl. It's lovely to be on. I mean, I think you mentioned it in your intro. It's to drive positive change in the industry. Okay, so for for many years, Daft and estate agents, they're both a critical part of the property infrastructure in Ireland. Um. For the last number of years, Daft has has grown really, really fast, and we may have lost touch with some of our clients. And what we're trying to do with my appointment is to get closer to the people that matter to us, which is our client estate agents, figure out what they need going forward, and then trying to align Daft to make sure that we're delivering on what they want us to do. I, I love that, actually, that getting closer, because one of the things that we do and we do it not just across social media or across this podcast, we do it kind of with our weekly property roundup and um, that goes out and, and hits uh, people's inbox every Sunday morning. Uh, it looks like it's uh, it's a one way conversation. And the very opposite is true. Even this podcast, it's always how we we use it almost as a listening mechanism. Uh, to hear back from the industry. And it's a really important one. So getting closer to industry is a really positive thing. And tools and technologies, particularly social media, has really enabled that. Um, I had the opportunity with some of our team to visit Daft HQ there um, last week. Really impressive office, by the way. You know, fantastic office. I recommend anybody who hasn't been in, maybe uh, arrange, arrange a coffee chat. Uh, it's certainly a good idea. But I was delighted to hear that not you personally have visited what 165 agents and agents offices over the past three months. So, yeah, I mean, I've been on the road since day one. So I'm with the business about four months now. And as part of my role, they wanted me to get closer, figure out what agents needed and figure out how we can align DAS values with our clients values. And my first thought was, well, I need to get out and meet them. I need to find out who these clients are, how they run their businesses, and what can we learn from them? If you think about property, and, and both you and I are in property a long time, Carol, it's a relationship business. You know, outside of bricks and mortar, it's it's how we, we treat each other and how the business has moved forward is always about relationships. So, so what I did and the team did is we went out and we're meeting agents up and down the country from from every county in Ireland. And with Daft, we have every single agent or every single county in the in the country covered. So there's a wide variety of agents from large to small, from new to old, um, selling, renting, managing, servicing land, forests, everything in between. And 
I wanted to get out and meet them and figure out how they use Daft, what their relationship was like with Daft, because that, you know, mea culpa, their relationship has suffered over the last couple of years. And um, COVID didn't help. Us going remote didn't help. You mentioned our beautiful office in Dublin. We have another one in Wexford, but there's very little people in them now. You know, we had much larger offices during COVID. Now everyone works from home, you know, and it's a different paradigm that we have to get used to. Now, our agent clients are still out there meeting customers on a daily basis and servicing their needs. And we felt as a business, that's what we should do. So we've been out there. I personally have met about 165 agents. Our team on a whole has met north of 400. And every single week, we're meeting more and more agents every week. And we learn something every week. We learn how they fill their pipeline for the upcoming year, how they market their properties, how they deal with technology solutions such as ours and CRMs and what artificial intelligence means to them. And personally, I like asking them, like, where do they see the future of the industry? Um, where does pricing fit? Like, how do they manage their team? I'm more interested in like business than just property businesses because the majority of our clients are entrepreneurs. They're business people. They're hungry to grow. They're hungry. They may be in property because property is their profession and they love it and they're good at it. But learning how they run their business and maybe bringing that back to our business so we can help them align and, and grow into the future. I think there's a lot of collaboration to be done. I think there's a lot of work that we could do we have experts in almost every area of business within our four walls and daft. And what we want to start doing now is learning from our agents so we can use all of that expertise on their behalf. You know, we're mm -hmm. a service provider to the agents and we want to position ourselves as that going forward for the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah. And I, I love that you're talking about how to, you know, when you when you're trying to think about not just uh, the future of that, that you understand, actually, it's fully dependent on understanding the challenges that your clients are having, because actually sometimes as an organization grows, that can get lost. And in fact, I see it time and time again, whether it's, uh, you know, at a conference or something there's a tendency to look at the people on the stage, to look at the speakers and to underestimate the amount of expertise in the crowd. And I think when you're looking at the the estate agents nationwide, there's so much expertise locked in every single office in every town and village in it's Ireland. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. What, these, what these businesses have done over the past 20 to 30 years, it way before Daft was ever mm. an idea. You know, Daft came along and, it, you know, and and our competitor was there too. It kind of replaced newspaper industry, like advertising properties. While it still exists in some form, everything moved digitally. We could measure, we could do everything that way. And that's just a way of technology kind of changing an industry and remaining close to the agents and figuring out because they are on the ground, they're seeing it first. Now we have, we have the capability to analyze this data and figure out international best practice and bring it to Ireland so that agents can then use that for their own means to grow their own business. But being close to agents is really, really, really important. And we are learning more by talking to our agents than we ever could by researching, by trying to figure it out on our own. And that's been one of the most valuable things we picked up over the last couple of weeks. So back to my appointment as a client partnership director, it really is that. It's to position us as a partner to the agents. The agents, the agents know how to run their business. They know how to do their job. And what they want from a, a provider like Daft is help them do their job better and, and then move the industry forward for us to stay ahead of technology trends. And I know we're going to get into that because a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today was 
brought up to me on the road by agents who were seeing it everywhere, who were studying the markets in Ireland and beyond, and then saying, how does this fit? Now, we have the wherewithal and the technical capacity to bring some of these dreams to reality. And that's what we hope to do over the next 10 to 20 years. To keep DAF relevant, we need to service the agents and do exactly what they need us to do. Um, Emmett, you you and your team have had the, the opportunity to speak to in excess of 400 agents over the last three months. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we love to do, but we just don't get to do it on, on that level, at that scale at all. So first of all, what are estate agents around the country worried about in 2023? And as we head into 2024? It's, it's funny when you start to ask those sort of questions. Um, once we get over the initial things, it's like, OK, they have staffing issues. They have cost issues. These are just normal business issues that are always going to happen. And when you dig down a little deeper, it's stock, 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 stock. OK, so you have regulation, you have staffing issues, you have um, interest rates but it's stock. And I don't mean it for stock that they can sell. It's it's stock that people can buy. Like when they're worried about their clients and they're worried about the people coming to them to buy properties because we did a huge analysis on how agents would win their next instruction, you know, and it's typically a person has done business with that agent before. So an agent is selling a property to someone and they'll maintain that relationship over uh, a large number of years and then they'll sell that property again and stock levels in secondhand properties has declined massively you know um the latest staff report i think it puts it at like 20 percent less stock in the market this year secondhand now new properties have started to fill that hole and the acceleration of new properties building building all over the country is is welcomed by everybody in the in the industry but for in order for the industry to keep churning we need that stock level to keep going like the demand is still really really high but stock levels are low Agents are really good at filling their pipelines for the upcoming quarter and the upcoming year. They're working on their relationships. They have people coming in that are thinking of selling and now they want to execute and they're taking advice from their agent on when to do it. With stock levels decreasing, agents are finding it harder and harder to fill those pipelines. And now they're looking to figure out what will the future hold. So if you were to ask me if there was one thing they're worried about, it's like, it's the instructions for the upcoming quarter, for the upcoming year. Where are they going to come from and how are they going to fill their windows and their accounts with properties to sell next year? They're experts at selling property. The market is really hot right now. So um, getting the best price for a property, they're being helped by such a strong industry. But getting properties put on the market and keep the industry moving around is a real problem. Um, look, that doesn't surprise me at all to hear that the stock is the number one uh, challenge that they have, because actually we hear it time and time again when we're speaking to estate agents around the country. And what we've seen, like, yes, as you've commented there, uh, new homes delivery is starting to expand outside of the, the main urban centres, but it's still only happening really in large market towns and regional areas. So actually, there's still huge parts of the country that hadn't seen any development in terms of new homes other than the one off, which doesn't tend to building costs. The estate building agents. costs are really handicapping that at the moment. It's just like you get beautiful towns in rural mm. Ireland where anybody would love to buy a house, you know, especially yeah. with this post COVID world where we can work remotely. You get a job that's paying you know, a city wage and you can live in a beautiful rural town, but there are no new properties because builders can't build them. The margin is not there. Land yeah. prices and then building costs and labor shortages in construction is just completely kill that market. You know, now we're starting to see some of the larger 
building companies, the Cairn, the Glenvays, they're starting to look beyond Dublin, beyond the large commuter towns, they're looking at land banks, but there's a lot to go there. And that's that's a five, 10 year timeline. Yeah, I, and that's, but that that's the new home. So we, we, we know the restrictions there, but in a way there's a slightly more, I don't want to say predictable, but maybe um, a, a pipeline, that, a, a future pipeline that can be forecast for estate agents. They know when there's, development in the area so they know when that's likely to come on stream and chances are they may have been involved in the deal in terms of the development land so they're they're well um in the know about that for secondhand properties what we're hearing is that um inquiries are coming in from people who are considering selling their home but actually most of those can only do it if they can be sure that they'll be able to buy the home that they want and that's a huge problem at the moment. I love that you're taking the approach here. How will agents win their next instruction? But in practical terms, what can agents do to to fortify that pipeline? They can't magic up homes. Like what what what's within their control? Well, that's it exactly. I mean, there's not a lot can be done. You can't you can't magic homes out of thin air. Like agents are doing what they they've always done. They've worked on their relationships. They have. Um, They've worked on their relationships. They've worked on their own marketing, their own brand building so that they're very recognized in, in markets. But outside of just taking homes out of thin air, it's going to be a very difficult time for agents in the, in the, in the coming years. So we've often, if you do an analysis of the market over the last 20 years, there have been dips and troughs in terms of stock levels rising and lowering. And, and different things will bring more stock to the market. If the house prices keep going up, you're going to have people that want to sell. Interest rates go down. You know, there's different ways investors can come in and buy property or sell property. But outside of that, I mean, agents can only look after what they can look after. And and like us here at DAF, we can't build houses either or the stock. The stock is there. The demand is just really high and it's just not moving at the moment. Um, how is this how is this impacting, say, the business of a state agency? So these are market realities that estate agents have no control over. Um, or very little control over. So how are they responding to that into how they are running their business? You know, what kind of streamlining? Because we saw this huge jump to um, to uh, tech adoption during COVID. And as somebody who was really beating that drum years earlier, it was almost frustrating to see how quickly they jumped on it when they didn't do it five years earlier when the technology was coming on stream. But, uh, you know, in any event, uh, COVID has been a fantastic enabler um, and driver of tech adoption across estate agency and indeed their their clients. Um, so that's a really important thing. But, you know, when you in terms of how estate agents are running their business, you know, the 400 odd estate agencies that, that you and the team visited over the last three months, what what does their technology stack look like? You know, in 2023 for a contemporary estate agent, not necessarily best in class or using all the available tools, but say on average, a good estate agency, what does their technology stack look like? Well, I, I think that hasn't changed dramatically in the last little while. I think with all technology changes, we always hear about the really high level stuff like the, the chat GPTs and blockchain and Internet of Things. And we think it'll be a whirlwind of change instantaneously. And it never really is. I mean, social media aside, that was that was in everyone's life almost immediately. But if you look at estate agents now, estate agents are now utilizing uh, social media more than they've ever had. And social media has been around for, you know, 15, 16 years, maybe longer, you know? Mm. Now estate agencies are starting to use it to, to, to build their brand. 
maybe release themselves from a little over reliance on maybe one or two property listing portfolios like our own and and asking them and they're telling me they're like I need to build my own brand I'm using Instagram I'm using TikTok I'm using Facebook um the likes of blockchain the like of artis- artificial intelligence internet of things big data all this type of stuff this incrementally starts to get into a state agency life so a typical tech stack of an estate agent would be they have an email system they may have a a linkedin brand they may have an instagram page they may started using tiktok they'll have a crm they may have um building building management system logins if they're doing a lot of property management they'll have feeds that list their properties automatically for them in in on their own website or maybe via a a franchise network uh, and outside of that then it's it's a smartphone and it's just beating the street i mean nothing beats that it still is a relationship business and while tech can facilitate how agents do their business. It's it's down to relationships and how they manage that. Now they're using tech in innovative ways to market their vendors' uh, properties effectively. And, and that's proven really, really powerful. You know, really, really powerful. Getting leads from different sources, but also increasing their brand awareness around the internet so that people know if they come to a certain town, that's the agent I want to sell, sell to. Mm-hmm. And I think tech and big tech and new tech has a role to play where that role is yet it'll be driven by agents it'll be driven by making their job easier faster more profitable uh, better for their clients you know achieving better value for their properties marketing their properties like virtual walkthroughs and and all this type of stuff that's all incrementally changing I mean, if you look at an estate agent 25 years ago and you look at an estate agent now, the fundamentals are the same, but the amount of tech they use is completely changed. But that happens slowly. I mean, email came in and then CRMs came in. And then like you have your your finance systems, your invoicing systems, you have, you know, systems for keeping account of your PSA agreement and your regulations. I mean, sometimes you just can't stop the wave of tech. And I think it's important for agents to realize what tech helps them grow their business and what tech doesn't, you know. You know, actually, that's that's a really good point um, about what what helps and what doesn't, because, look, one of the things we know and I've been guilty of it myself, um, there's some exciting tech that's cool. That's that's novelty. It's definitely not the priority if you've got limited resources. but just uh, some of the really important things and maybe some of the things that I observe when I'm speaking to estate agents is that actually, yes, they have their CRMs and yes, they have their accounting practices. Sometimes those two systems don't talk to each other. And that's the one thing we learned during COVID when people weren't able to physically uh, access. It was one of the things that we actually needed to get letters to be able to drive through um the checkpoints at at uh, during COVID when we were in the 2K and 5K restrictions because actually what we discovered that even estate agents with good CRM systems and with good account systems those two systems couldn't talk to each other. Um, do, you know, so, do you know what we're hearing as well? Yeah. Just on that point, it's like we listed off like a typical tech stack for mm. an estate agency, but like who has all the time for doing all of that? <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, but you shouldn't. It, it shouldn't come down to time. Actually, I think one of the things that has really moved on since 2016, 2017 is integrations, 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 yeah, integrations. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, no more standalone. 
yeah, yeah there's no more yeah. standalone and there, there I, isn't there isn't but there is there is a time commitment to I mean, just running a successful growing business, it doesn't matter if it's a property related business or anything else. Like you need this tech, you need this to stay ahead of the regulations to ensure that, you know, your customer service is up to point that your your own business is running smoothly. So there is a time commitment. Yeah. And I find, you know, successful agents are finding that time or they're delegating, you know, specific hours that they pay for in their in their employment to get that tech done. But, you know, it's still a struggle for, say, the one woman person or, you know, a one man band down the country. It's like I have to do all of that and I have to act in the best interest of my client when I'm selling their property. So, you know, I can see the challenges firsthand. Mm. And it's easy to look at large businesses in Dublin who are doing well. But once you get out into the rural, uh, into the countryside, how they run their businesses are completely different. They're they're wearing every hat at the same time. Now, it's a typical entrepreneur's dilemma, as we both know. You wear every single hat. You're the head of marketing. You're the head of tech. You're the CEO. You're the, you know, you're the finance person. So, like, agents are doing that. And at the same time, they're struggling with stock levels and worrying about the future. Like, they are, they should be held up as, like, if you're ever doing a business class, bring one of these entrepreneurs in and say, look, this is how you run a business successfully for 20 years. Mm. without the resources of like a large you know profitable business where you can delegate each of those tasks to an individual person it really is admirable you know but is, is it fair to say that i think in terms of uh the regulations and and compliance that actually the it has become more onerous um in, over the past decade so actually there's more involved in oh, without, uh, a, doubt. without a doubt but now there's the, the offset so the tech has really facilitated the growth of the industry of people that engage it and get to grips with it quickly do gain a significant advantage but the the administrative burden has definitely increased definitely um, emmet i'm surprised that you, when we were talking about the tech stack that online bidding didn't come up because like you know i know we're talking about on one hand compliance and that's definitely uh driving a more streamlined process the other you touched on there was around customer service because you're absolutely right and by the way sometimes i've had to have estate agents remind me when i'm down a, a tech and prop tech rabbit hole that actually it is still a people business but i don't think those two things are mutually exclusive in fact i think the new demographic of property consumer, whether they're buying, selling, renting, investing, whatever it is they're doing, property consumers um, are are consumers in their everyday life. They are used to a better level of service. And by better, I mean, um, you know, good, good, a good user experience of uh, the online process or the offline process. If they're visiting yeah. your office or trying to phone um, in terms of bidding on properties, you know, they want that level of transparency. They want that level of accountability. They want it to be easy. They're not able to take calls necessarily during the day. They want, um, they just want a different experience. And and by the way, I don't know how you feel about this, but I know that estate agents during COVID particularly transitioned to group WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups of bidders on properties um, and that's how they ensured transparency I think from a GDPR point of view that's a real problem it's, it's shaky ground but let's get yeah. into the, let's get into the online bidding uh, arena for a minute so it it was heralded as a great tech innovation and if you look at the demographic of people buying property at the moment they're young they're tech savvy they know how to do it and they can do anything they want at any time night or day so why can't they bid on a property 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a fair argument. Now, if you look at the estate agent side of things, how do estate agents win their next instruction? They get to know people. They work with them. So for the analysis we've done, for every five people interested in a property, at least four of them are selling a property. You know, maybe one, two are first-time buyers, but the rest of them are selling property. So you need to get to know them in order to win their instruction to fill your pipeline. So savvy estate agents know that. Now, they need the tools, and there's a bunch of really useful tools out there. Daft has its own tool, has its own um, online bidding one, and it's it's available to all of our agents. But there are there are other ones out there too. Now, what's holding the back is the relationship side of things. While a young tech savvy bidder may want that transparency, they may want to put in their bids, and even a vendor who's selling the property may want to see them all. While the estate agent, if they want to maximize the value for that property, they want to get their hands around that bidder tell them why this is a good property, here's the interest in it, and work their magic to to get the best price for that property. So there's there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a, a competing interest situation going on here where the agent is acting for their client, they're acting for their business, and the client thinks they want just everything transparent, but what the the client really wants is the most amount of money for their property. And it may sell much, much faster using an online bidding tool where the agent's like, slow it down. Let's get this sold. Let's get the maximum value. And that's, you know, that's the value in in, in hiring somebody that knows what they're doing. And, but just, and it goes competing but, to what we're building. I mean, we're building tech. We believe everything can be done from a computer in Dublin where that's not necessarily a fact at all. No, and, and look, I do take on board what you're saying. And it's, I feel like there's a bit of a push-pull here. However, I don't think that tech and relationship are are opposites uh opposite ends of the spectrum i think that actually if we do ux and user experience really well with our tech it can increase the trust it can improve the relationship and 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 what you're saying genuine what you're saying is what estate agents say to me and i try to convince no i i I agree that it should be both if you look at the tech trends over the last 20 years when something was introduced it's never right. It's never perfect. It always takes a little bit of a journey to actually meet with the real world and then really facilitate what people needed to do. And that's almost every tech trend. You introduce something, you say, this is the problem it's trying to solve. And then the competing interest goes in. Yeah, but it, you know, it doesn't do this effectively for me or it's weak in this point. And then it takes a couple of iterations, a couple of years, feedback from both sides, and then eventually tech and the real world mesh together to improve the service for everybody involved. And I think that's really the journey of any piece of tech, you know, and specifically in property too. Do you know, actually, that's really well articulated. And I think that maybe is a founder's issue that that they don't talk about that enough, that actually when you bring a new technology to the market, it isn't going to be perfect and actually it requires the input. And this is where this whole communications as a two-way street really needs to happen that actually that refinement that iteration is needed to, to make it really to get that product market fit and yeah and I, I it's think, a process yeah i think it's a process so if we talk about tech if we go into tech like there's some great stuff out there like ai immersive technologies i made a list here big data property management service, blockchain you know listing platforms drones data security Often with tech and traditional industries, and there are no more traditional industries than property, is that people can be a little bit afraid of where is it going to bring the industry. Now, it's not going to replace the industry. It's not going to change the industry fundamentally from its core. But 
when worked with the industry, it can definitely facilitate positive change and growth. And if you look at, say, developing countries with a developing property marketplace, they lag some way behind. Now, we have a long way to go. For me, from a legal background, we have a long way to go in terms of speeding up the process of buying and selling homes. Um, advertising and buying and selling stuff is really quite simple now and really well facilitated by tech. There's a lot of stuff to go on in the background, but I believe tech will play a role in that. Um, we yeah. just have to embrace it and make sure we do it correctly, you know? Um, well, actually, just one point on that. While we don't have time to get into it today, obviously there has been um, uh, a bill to cut conveyancing delays by hopefully up to 50% um, is currently making its way through the house. So actually, that's something we will definitely be talking about yeah, in, no, for sure. yeah, in, yeah. in recent weeks. And I think it's really important. And by the way, I think as that bill is going through, it's a really good time for us maybe to look, talk about. And again, it might be for today, but certainly in, in uh, future episodes, I'd love to talk about cash flow for estate agents because this booking deposit contract deposit system uh, being so vulnerable to the delays in, com in um, conveyancing is killing estate agents cash flow in a way that they really don't have control over but that the this is a solvable problem um, this is a policy fix that's needed but actually estate agents need to come together and um, whether it's through the IPAV or the SESI they need to really use their voice to get the policy changes required because the cash flow of a state agency is still a problem. And yeah, and I think there's, I, I think for for when we do discuss this, I think there's some great international examples about how that problem can be can be solved. You know, um, actually, Emmett, speaking about that, and I know, I know, we're limited in time today, so we don't have a huge amount of time to get into it. But that's part of the work of Daft.ie that I wasn't aware of, but I'm fascinated by it. Um, how talk to me about maybe the research you're doing in terms of understanding international best practice and how we can feed that back into actionable insights for estate agents right across the country. So uh, if you think about DAF's business model, it was to to make buying and selling easier for everyone. OK, and, and with that mantra in mind, we we have the wherewithal to get out into the international market and see how things are done internationally, you know. Ireland is still held up as, you know, as a really good place to do business with really smart people doing business in there. But you can always learn internationally. So what we've done over the last couple of months and years is we've always looked to how other marketplaces have done it. And what we're doing now is we're bringing those learnings back and we're going to disseminate them out to our clients and say, look, this is how it's done. Mm -hmm. um, not that we we would have any interest in 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 changing it with them. But what we're, we're saying is this is what we've learned. And if there's something we can do to help, we will. But I mean, the change is going to come, like you said, from the industry bodies, from the agents themselves. But as Daft is an important player in the market, we like to stay ahead of these trends. We like to figure out where they're coming from. And agents have asked me, I mean, agents are running busy practices with staff and stock and everything else. And what we have is the capability to find these good practices, um, good systems, and then show them to the guys and say, look, this is what others are doing. Do you think that can be introduced? Can we help in any way? Um, Emmett, you know what? I think in true typical fashion, because obviously um, you and I have have uh, had previous interviews in, uh, we both come up through law and property and prop tech. And um, so we, we've had a lot of uh, overlapping interests over the last number of years. 
And in typical fashion, we have a limited amount of time today to talk about something. And we didn't talk about it. And that is just before we finish up to um, to let our listeners know about something that I'm genuinely so excited about. We've tried to do a Try Property Radio in the past. We've done it uh, for, for Project Series and Summer Series, but we love getting out of the office. We love, we love getting out in location and we're going to do that over the next 12 months. We're going to be visiting estate agents around the country and iProperty Radio, the Property Roundup, is going to be recorded in the offices of estate agents. Whoever will let us in the door, uh, con- contact us if that's something you're interested in. But we will be uh, going out on the ground, meeting people right across Ireland, meeting estate agents, understanding about you know, what kind of buyer are, and seller are they seeing at the moment? You know, we want to know what the estate agent's concerns are for, for the 12 months ahead. But also, what are the concerns of their buyers, their, their sellers, their investors? I'm really curious to learn if there's any town in Ireland seeing an increase in buy-to-let investors, because unfortunately, we're only ever hearing the opposite about, about people leaving that particular sector. Um, I'm really curious to understand what's happening at a local level, because again, we have seen pockets of new building. Um, we've seen um, pockets of um, uh, affordable homes coming to the market in counties across Ireland. Really un- excited to understand how that's going to impact the dynamic of the local marketplaces, particularly in more rural towns. Um, so over the next 12 months, we're going to be doing that. And once a month, Emmett, you're going to be joining me on air to do I that. Will. To meet I will, Carol, I will. And I think some of the most interesting things that I've learned so far is being in those offices and talking to agents, like how they run their businesses, how they win instructions. Like some of them are so innovative, like how they're, they're filling their pipeline for 2024, how they're going to grow their business, like and getting out into their offices, asking them and having them tell the audience, this is how I'm going to do it. I think it'll be invaluable for anybody listening. And for me, it's the most interesting part of it. How these um, entrepreneurs are going to grow their business and grow their revenue and bottom line next year. I mean, that stuff is priceless. Look, it is priceless. And I think what is really good, and I'm really interested to see how, how say, for example, your product innovation team in Daft will, will take this on the chin as well. But one of the things, whenever we speak to PropTech founders or to innovators or even those scaling, um, there's a tendency to think that the the tech you're bringing is is the solution, the be all and the end all. And, and that comes down to identifying the problem. And one thing we've seen time and time again over the years is that, yes, you might genuinely have identified a problem, but not all problems deserve to be fixed. Not all problems are priorities that resource that will be resourced to be addressed. And I'm really curious when we when we speak to estate agents and try to understand maybe the challenges they're having, I'm really curious to see how estate agents on the ground will prioritize the problems because we know yeah. there's lots of problems to be no, lot, Lots of problems. And when you speak to agents about technology problems or solutions, they all have, say, competing interests, not not entirely, mm-hmm. but a problem to one agent in, in Ballyhonas or Castlebar or Carrick and Shannon may be completely different to somebody in Watford or Clonmel or or Bandon in Cork, you know, or even in Dublin, you know, these problems are totally different. And the challenge we have at Daft is to figure out what problems do lots of people have, which will bring lots of value to our clients and then resource it effectively. And I mean, one thing that never changes and that we're going to push even further into the new year is we prioritize agents. 
You know, we prioritize our clients. What do they want? What do they need? And then we build it, you know? And then we have other competing interests. Do we have the expertise to build it? Do we know what we're building? Do we know exactly what they want? Do we need to get out and learn more? And we can always learn more. So, I mean, that's going to be a really interesting phase over the next 12 months. And we can get into it in way more detail. But even in our first interview, when we go out and meet that agent, they'll ask for things and they'll tell us about a problem they have. And that will be really, really important to them. And if we can find another few people in the industry that have that problem, then it gets onto a daft uh, technology list. So let's build that. They want that. Let's do it. I mean, that's what's driven innovation in the industry and in our own business over the last couple of years. What do they want? What does the industry need? And what are the technologies that can make it happen? You know, I think that's a really compelling call out. So look, I'd put it out to any estate agents listening in today. Let us know your problems, but also let us know if you'd like us to visit you and, and your team and your offices over the next 12 months. Um, certainly we'd love it and we'll make sure that we um, are visiting as many parts of the country. I have in the past shown a bias for for going around the coast of Ireland. I promise to hit some of the, the Midlands and some of the inner regions over That's the next That's where some months. of the best action is happening, Carol. That's some of the best actions happening in the Midlands. These are the people that are really moving country. It's the engine of Ireland right in the middle. Do you know what? And, and I have had a bias for where you can get a good seafood chowder uh, out overlooking the sea. So I promise to overlook that bias um, and to take a more open-minded approach. But um, Emma, thank you so much for being with us today. That's all we've time for today. And um, again, this is really just the start of a conversation. Uh, and I'm, I'm really delighted that we're in a position to do this by bringing iProperty Radio together with staff.ie to really build what we have started this uh, really industry le- listening mechanism. So please send us your feedback genuinely. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and again, we have big plans over the next year or two. So um, those plans will only be successful if everybody gets involved across the industry. So thank you so much for listening in. And we look forward to an exciting partnership with lots of industry chat. And again, it is very much our intention to spark innovation across the industry. Um, my thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the production team here at Hear Me Roar Media. And also thanks to our show producer, daft.ie, Ireland's most visited property website. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Property Roundup. In the meantime, please be sure to check out all of the other Irish and international real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio.